Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight. And today we come to the conclusion of our series, Outpouring, Day 5. I read a poem by Queens, who is my favorite poet uh, of late, sometimes back, titled, Mother Said to Say. The poet narrates the story of a young boy accused publicly by an equally young girl of sexually molesting her. On hearing the girl's story, the mob went after the boy, baying for his blood. They stripped him naked and ganged up on him to an extent that his ribs broke and punctured his lungs. All this while, the boy is pleading with them, but no one cared to listen to anything he said. The story goes on that during the beating, a priest came by and found the boy almost dying. He went to where the boy was and held him in his arms. I guess by then, the mob had stopped beating him to see what the priest wanted with him. It wasn't until then that the little girl confessed that the boy had not molested her. It was her mother who had instructed her to accuse the boy of it for reasons that the poet doesn't disclose. The writer says that the boy faded in the priest's arms and he asked the priest to help him get on his knees one last time. I imagine the boy must have wanted to say one last prayer. In the last stanza of the poem, the writer says that the boy asked the priest to take his body to the city square and lay it there so that the people can see what they had done. Can you imagine the guilt that must have consumed the mob on realizing that they had killed an innocent child over a rumor? So the book of Acts 2 verse 37 to 47 explains the reaction of the people who were present when the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter responds to it after he told them that God had made Jesus, whom they had crucified, both Lord and Messiah. It says that when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call with many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them save yourselves from these corrupt generations those who accepted this message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their numbers that day they devoted themselves to the apostles teachings and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer 
everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Wow. Wow. You know, it is fascinating how the Holy Spirit began his work in the disciples and how he instilled conviction into the hearts of those who listened to Peter's first sermon. If you read the verses that we have just read, you realize that Peter did nothing more than making a declaration of the truth. Peter preached the gospel and the Bible says that the people were cut to their hearts. They were the same people who had just been simply astonished when the apostles began talking in tongues. Well, others, as we said yesterday, mocked them. They mocked those disciples. And I want you to note here that Peter gave absolute no invitation initially. It wasn't until they had the gospel that the conviction from the Holy Spirit came. God's Spirit had cut into their hearts and opened them to Jesus. He brought them to the realization they had been on the wrong, that they were missing out on something. And it was that conviction that made them ask, what shall we do? It was that deep conviction that gave them that sense of personal involvement and an awareness of the impact that the words they had just heard had on them. And Peter's solution for them is to repent and be baptized. He doesn't ask them to feel sorry over what they had done. He welcomes them to turn around their thinking and embrace the one they had rejected. He asks them to be baptized as a demonstration of their new belief. This was a practice that was mostly associated with the Gentiles as a show of their conversion to the new faith back then. It wasn't common for the Jews to be baptized, but Peter asked them to be baptized for the same reason that we get baptized today. Not so that we can be forgiven, but because... I want you to know that because we have been forgiven. And the verses we have read today, as few as they are, tell us so much about the foundation on which the first church was built. It was built on the convictions that Jesus was indeed the Messiah and that sin needed forgiveness. When the Spirit of the Lord came down upon the apostles, he empowered and inspired the utterances that attested to the Lordship of Jesus and brought about conviction in the hearts of those who heeded to the message until they were anxious to know what they needed to do to be saved. 
And the Holy Spirit through Peter did not just give the hearers of the word a path to salvation. He gave them two promises. A promise for the forgiveness of their sins and of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And these are the same promises that he gives to today's church. They are both conditionally and they are both conditional and hinged on obedience to the commands of repentance and baptism. The outpouring that we are talking about, the outpouring and the indwelling of God's spirit was based on these two conditions. And even today's church, even today's believers, we must be willing to change our ways, the wicked ways of this generation, and be immersed in the water baptism so that the outpouring of God's spirit can come down upon us. I know we haven't talked so much about water baptism in this podcast, but I will dedicate a time and we'll talk about that. Another thing that comes out clearly in this text is the need for devotion to the word of the Lord. Repentance and baptism wasn't the end of the journey towards redemption and salvation. The Bible says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. You know, repentance had and still has to be followed up with ongoing commitment, devotion to the word of the Lord, fellowship with other believers and with prayer. Without this, we should be nothing more than passive believers. And that is one thing that we are talking about, that we need to go beyond just being passive believers. And with this, was not this was not the intention of the outpouring. We are filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can witness Christ to the world and grow in faith as we grow the union of the body of Christ. And the other thing we see featured in the text is the concept of fellowship. The Bible says that the believers shared their worldly possession with those who were needy among them. The Holy Spirit brought out the nature of benevolence in them. And this is a concept whose value seems to have been lost in today's society and to some extent even in today's church. And today, don't say that I've been too judgy, but allow me to just speak it as it is. You find that some of us will live in luxury, while there are some in our midst living in abject poverty. Some of us do not bother to know how our brethren are faring outside the confine of our shared faith. And it should not be so. It should not be so. Our brothers, our sisters may be suffering and that their suffering ought to be a concern to us. This awareness to each other condition is brought out by the Spirit of God in us. So as we conclude this last day of the outpouring series, it is my desire that we challenge ourselves to open our hearts for the conviction of the Spirit of God, to let Him fill our hearts with the gladness and the singleness of heart that came down upon the believers, 
to fill us with praise and to grant us favor with the community around us that we may bring them to the Lord and that we may share in the promises granted to those with whom the Holy Spirit dwells. That is my prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight. And this is Outpowering Day 5. And for the poet I have quoted, his name is Queens. You can check him out on WordPress on Facebook. He goes by the name Queens. He has very wonderful poems. Shalom. Shalom.